Welcome to Be All You Are, a midlife awakening podcast. I'm your host, Kena Paranjape, the founder of All You Are, a women's lifestyle brand, an entrepreneur, writer, and mother. This podcast is all about stepping into All You Are. It's about reconnecting to your inner voice so you can hear the whispers of your true desires and cultivate the courage to create the life that is meant for you. Your dreams are your soul's voice. They are worth your time and attention. Now head out on that solo walk or settle into a cozy spot with a favorite beverage and join me. I can't wait to meet you. Welcome friends to another episode of Be All You Are, a midlife awakening podcast. Today I want to talk with you about self-trust and why it matters on the journey to becoming all you are. Many of you already know that I have a group program for women called Be All You Are. In this 12-week program, which is specifically for for women approaching midlife, I spend a whole week on the topic of self-trust. I start the session by asking women in the group how much they trust themselves on a scale of 1 to 10. And the answer, surprisingly, is on average usually around 5 to 6. Now, mind you, the women in my group are achievers. They have checked all the boxes. They are mothers. They have had careers. They um, have pretty great lives when you look around at what they've created. Yet, when it comes to self-trust, they identify as being around five or six. The reasons for that are numerous. We'll save that for another episode. But today I want to focus on how we strengthen our self-trust so that we can create what comes next with a greater sense of freedom and ease. Let me tell you a little bit of the backstory of why I created this session for my group. So during the eight years that my husband was ill, which if you need to hear that story, you go back to the first episode and I tell the story of my journey Um, to starting All You Are. And during those eight years, I was very much operating in survival mode. While I was working and had started a business, I still felt very much constrained, both because I needed to be there for him and responsive to his needs, but also emotionally. My emotions were kept in a box. I had to keep it together. And after that long period of time, he passed away, and I oddly felt this sense of freedom. Of course, I was grieving his loss, but I've been grieving his loss for so long. At this point, I knew that he was at peace and that I could feel at peace as well. I was on my own. But that was also very daunting. I started to question, who am I now? Who am I now that I'm no longer the wife of someone who's ill? I'm no longer a caretaker. And even though I no longer had to live that life, you know, the situation had changed. I was living on my own. I'd rented an apartment on my own that was overlooking this beautiful park. It's like the stories that you hear about animals when they're trapped in cages They have this condition that's called learned helplessness. So the idea is when the cage opens, 
they still won't leave. Or another analogy is if somebody had a lot of extra weight and lost all the weight, but when they look in the mirror, they still see the same overweight person. And I felt something like that. I felt like it was difficult to step forward. It was hard for me to see possibility and potential. And then I had an experience and it was very much a spiritual experience that I will share more about one day. But the main clear message I got from this experience was you can trust yourself. That was a very profound message for me to receive at that time in my life because I was feeling so unsure of myself in many ways, of the decisions I'd made in the past, and whether I had what it took to create the future I dreamed of. So that message of self-trust set me free in a lot of ways. So Your self-trust matters because as you start to carve a new path for yourself, you're going to hit up against things like resistance, right? The part of you that just is holding you back. Of course, fear, that feeling of uh, walking into the unknown and um, it can, fear can get very loud. And then of course, imposter syndrome, that sense of you know, you're a fake and who are you to do, who are you to do this thing that you desire to do? Self-trust is a key tool in your toolbox to wade into these new waters of possibility with grace. And before we go on, I just want to be clear about what self-trust isn't. Self-trust doesn't mean you know all the answers, for example. It doesn't mean you always have the answers at your fingertips and you know exactly what to do. That's not what self-trust means. It also doesn't mean that you never make mistakes. A part of growing and evolving means experimenting and trying things, and that will inevitably lead to mistakes. And it also doesn't mean that you're always going to get it right, right? Like it's impossible for any of us to achieve without things going wrong. And I think if you hear the story, the real story of anyone who has achieved something or become someone that they were really proud of, there were a lot of bumps in the road. So self-trust doesn't mean any of those things. What self-trust does mean is that you trust yourself to learn what you need to along the way to become who you're meant to be. I'm going to say that again. Self-trust means you trust yourself to learn what you need to along the way to become who you're meant to be. How powerful is that? It's just this feeling of knowing that I can trust myself to find the way on my journey to become who I want to be. So self-trust is a powerful tool on your journey. And if you look at your life through that lens, you'll realize that even through your quote-unquote mistakes or wrong choices that you feel that you've made, through each of those, you learn something incredibly valuable and meaningful. You probably became a different person by going through those experiences. 
someone wiser, someone with a greater knowing, those experiences shaped who you are today. It means also that we look at our mistakes or the times we got it wrong as our opportunities to grow, learn, and expand versus looking at them as things that should not have happened. Because again, you wouldn't be who you are today. You wouldn't have to give what you have to give today had it not been through those experiences. I love this quote by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. He said, as soon as you trust yourself, you will know how to live. Think about what this is saying. Do we really learn how to live? We're told from a very young age what to do and when. We learn about how to navigate our careers, mostly from our managers once we get into the workplace. Um, And if we're lucky, a great mentor. We learn about family dynamics, mostly from our parents, for better or for worse. But do we learn how to live our lives holistically? Do we learn how to navigate challenges, how to look for opportunity, how to um, creatively find solutions, how to lean into abundance and possibility? Truly, knowing how to live begins with trusting yourself. We have an inner guidance system just like every other natural being on this planet. And ours may be slightly more complex, but we've gotten so far away from our inner knowing. And that's why I love this quote so much. As soon as you trust yourself, you will know how to live. So now, if you are not on a walk or driving right now, I want you to pull out your notebook and a pen and answer these three questions. The first question is, Consider a time you made a decision based primarily on trusting in yourself. Think of a moment where you made the call based not on the many opinions of others or doing a Google search to find an answer, but by just going with what felt right to you. The second question um, to add on to that is how did that turn out? Reflect on the times when you made a decision based on trusting your instincts and look at how that turned out. What did you learn? What did you gain from that experience? And the third question is, what would it feel like if you trusted yourself completely? And I love this question because I think you'll find that when you imagine what it would feel like to trust yourself completely, it's like your shoulders drop. It's sort of this sense of ease and flow of just being able to move forward without feeling like you're driving with a parking brake on. So I want to just remind you to bring us back to this is that every decision you have made has led you to where you are today. Some of those decisions were influenced by others. Some were self-guided, but you can look at your life today and know that you alone are responsible for everything you've created. Your career, your home, your health and well-being, your relationships. Your life today is proof that you can trust yourself. And again, this doesn't mean that things are perfect or exactly as you wish them to be, but you got yourself through challenging times, you persevered, and now you are here listening to this podcast, ready to feel inspired, to grow, to take action. The fact that you are 
right here, right now, listening to this podcast is proof that you can trust yourself. So let's take that trust and level it up. What if you trusted yourself more than you feared fear? So what I mean by that is we put so much weight on our fears, right? The things that hold us back. But what if we allowed our trust in ourselves to outweigh the fear that we feel? What kind of decisions would you make from the place of self-trust instead of from the place of fear? I want you to put, to let your trust in yourself win over your fears. So if you're dreaming of charting a new path, let trust in yourself lead the way into the unknown. Look ahead with confidence, knowing that you can trust yourself to know what you'll need to do and when at each step along the path. I used to avoid making certain choices because of the fear I was sure to feel by making them. So for example, let's say you're asked to make a keynote speech and the room is going to be full of people who need to hear your message. Your higher self screams, yes, yes, you were meant to make this speech. You feel this like excitement by the idea, but your lower self, the part that leans into fear, says, that sounds really scary. I don't think you have enough time to prepare. And that voice just gets louder and louder until you really start to weigh your decision towards fear versus towards that part of you that felt excited. But what if you trusted yourself more than you feared your fear? How would life be different? So I wanted to share with you five ways to continue continue building your self-trust. The first is just to, as we did through those questions, reflect on how trust in yourself has benefited you in the past. Think of those examples of times where you made a decision based on what you thought felt right and how that turned out for you. These are proof points that you can trust yourself. The second way is to be aware of your inner guidance system. I think so many of us are so disconnected from it that we forget that it's there. Of course, we are going to use pros and cons lists in our mind and our rational thinking, but also ask what feels right here? What feels like it's for the highest good? The third thing is to show yourself compassion. Remind yourself that trusting yourself doesn't mean you won't make mistakes. It is a windy path. We are going to do things that may not turn out exactly as we'd hoped, but we will absolutely learn from them. So as long as we're reflecting on the learning and what we've what we now know that we didn't prior, it doesn't mean that it's a mistake. So show yourself compassion on that journey. The fourth is to get support by a therapist if you're struggling with deeper self-trust issues. Sometimes um, issues with self-trust can be deep-seated and there may be some things that you want to work through with the support of a professional. I know that that has definitely been helpful for me. And the fifth is to practice daily and reflect on the results. So keep noticing that mo- those moments when you are making decisions based on self-trust, when you're guiding your life from the place of self-trust versus from the place of fear. Notice them throughout the day and reflect on the results. I want to leave you with this affirmation. 
And if you'd like me to send it to you, send me a DM on Instagram. You can follow me at Kana underscore all you are, and I will send it to you. This is an affirmation that is a part of my group program for women called Be All You Are. We go through 12 weeks of curriculum, and at the end, I present women with a manifesto. So this is one of the, one of the uh, 10 points that are a part of that manifesto. I trust myself to follow the path that is best for me. And if I go astray, I know I will always guide myself to a better place. I trust myself to learn what I need to along the journey to become who I'm meant to be. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found inspiration and use this podcast to start stepping into all you are. To hear more about the podcast, follow me over on Instagram at Kana underscore all you are. Send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave me a five-star review. Until next time, remember to keep exploring what it means to be all you are.